Welcome to Vintage Broadcasting, an old-time production created and produced by your Master of Ceremonies, Frank Goss. Stay tuned to hear various updates from around the world and here in the United States. We will be considering a variety of topics from history, sports, religion, and American politics. The conversations will be free-flowing and filled with Christian conservative views relating to all topics discussed. If you wish to participate, feel free to comment in the broadcast subject line and voice your opinion. Please keep your language controlled and civil as foul language will not be tolerated in any instance, but instead will be deleted immediately. We will not shy away from difficult topics and do not adhere to the socialist communist agenda in any way. We are Americans from the good old days. When men were men and ladies were respected, God was feared and children obeyed. We still believe in truth, justice, and the American way. Again, if you have a topic that you wish to discuss, let us know and we will do our best to address those issues. Thank you, and we appreciate your participation in this broadcast. Socialist Society. The following information is concerning the established society called Fabian Socialism. It's a society that was established in London, England in 1884. Karl Marx died in 1883. He was not lauded for his work, though some seem to accept his concepts and propositions. His philosophy never really caught on during his lifetime. It was not until after he died that a group of men banded together to form a society called Fabian Socialist Society. This group was located in London, England, with the intention to socialize the world by evolution, not revolution. The typical Marxist idea was to burst into history with violence and revolution, causing a great deal of destruction and consequently a great deal of distrust that the newly established regime would need to overcome. The point of attack was essentially the same. You work through the elite, the wealthy, and the existing power structure already in place in order to affect the general public. It's called the top-down method. It was their methods, however, that greatly differed. Still, the Fabians worked in tandem with the communists and found them to be solid allies in their effort. All were socialist. Their desire was and is to impose a one-party dictatorial control over society which would be operated by an elite group of specialist managers and social politicians. The Fabian society has grown in power and influence and has covered nearly all of Europe and has greatly influenced other countries throughout the world. Their reach is solidly found in China, South and Central America, throughout Asia, Africa, and now we're seeing it quite clearly expressed here in the United States. As stated earlier, their goal is to socialize the world. However, we in America are oblivious to the facts of what exactly is transpiring. We are the proverbial frog in boiling water. The vast majority of Americans refuse to believe the serious nature of socialism as a ruling principle and where it might lead. The media and major institutions, such as our educational system, deny socialism is knocking on our door. Most who are trying to stay informed realize that socialism is dangerous and is already occupying many chairs in the Senate and the House of Representatives and has had people sitting in the chair of the President of the United States. And again, it is entering into our system. 
We don't realize how successful their attempts have been or what their plans exactly are, but they're being met with incredible success. The Fabian Socialist Society and their allies are now in control of both the House and the Senate and the Presidency of the United States. One should also consider that their crest is a lamb in sheep's clothing, symbolizing their stealth and their danger. What they want to do is infiltrate exclusive centers of education, such as our universities and elite prep schools throughout the nation. Their goal is to gain the minds of the children. After having established determined objectives by 1912, one-fifth of the Fabian Society members were intelligent, top-tier college students, and their growth was exponential. In only 28 years, the goals and aims of the society were taking root. Minds and mores were being challenged, leaders were being influenced, and future torchbearers were graduating and securing positions of authority in both the United States and throughout Europe. Fabians, like all socialists, have been taught intentionally to hold to the ideas they represent as progressive views. When you hear a politician, a professional, a teacher, or a student proclaim their progressive position, take note. Either they are one of Lenin or Trotsky's useful idiots, or they are one of the committed to a cause that is built on ideas far, far different from the American concept of free market and the free flow of ideas and debate. They are supporting ideas and philosophies which are diametrically opposed to all things Christian or American. They despise the Constitution of the United States and seek to destroy the Declaration of Independence. One thing all socialists have in common, they hate America. They hate capitalism. They hate religion. The group is called Fabian Socialist Society and their information can easily be found on the internet. Please remember they are deceptive and want to covertly enter into our society converting our views. If you wish, we could recommend you to search the web for further historical information regarding the Fabian Socialist Society. This is not, I repeat, this is not a secret society. They do not have certain handshakes or wear certain clothing. They are open and exposed and willing to explain their established goals and political position if you should desire to learn. They are professionals, meaning they are educated and well-situated in various occupations. They are lawyers, scientists, doctors, teachers, professors, CEOs, and many are counted among the world's wealthiest individuals. They presently have the microphone in nearly all major news media outlets and print media. They are presently in control of almost all means of disseminating information. They state their principles and their goals very clearly and concisely. Their wish to control your way of life, your way of thinking, and your way of living is advertised. To the average American, this is a very clean and solid organization with members who would make up the who's who's list in American society. Some Nobel Prize winners are noted. Others are noted global leaders and influencers. Some wrap themselves in the American flag and attend churches. These men and women of significance are well-known socialites. One and all are socialists. Some with deep, dark intentions. Some with vague understandings of exactly what they've committed themselves to. But all are socialists and are unified in their goals, designs, and intentions. You may recall President Trump said many times, the Democrats fight nasty, but the one thing they have that we Republicans do not have is they stick together. The Democrats are today's socialists. They are socialist Marxists by design and are holding together in an amazing way. 
We at Vintage Broadcasting have yet to understand the ethic and politeness of the media that is opposed to this movement as they refer constantly to the Democrats or Socialists. These titles have long been accepted in the minds of the general public. For those under the age of 50, these titles seem acceptable and normal. Communist and communism still carries a horrible connotation in the mind of the masses. And socialism in any form has as its direct aim to bring us to communism. A proper identification of the enemy is imperative if the war is to be properly enjoined. Our enemy is not our friend. The American soldier never allowed the Japanese prisoner to give him a shave with a straight razor. It was just not a smart thing to do. For most sitting and listening to this or reading this information, this seems too far-fetched. It seems too impossible and highly improbable. Need we be reminded that on November 3rd, 2020, 20% of all white males in America voted for Joe Biden? Without this major demographic, the white male voter, there is absolutely no possibility that Biden presidency should be or could be considered. Indeed, some things are too far-fetched. 80% of the white vote went to Donald J. Trump. We should be greatly alarmed. We're not entering into dangerous territory. No, we are in the middle of a major change, one that we did not vote for or want or invite. Now the media and the Democrats are telling us that senators and representatives are treasonous and serious threats to our democracy, if they dare suggest any fraud was involved in the presidential election. Consequently, many politicians are growing silent on the issues, and some mainstream media are acquiescing to the defeat. Any and all Trump voters need to be re-educated and reprogrammed according to many in the media today in order to be brought back into line with the mainstream thrust of society. If you watch closely, you will notice many of the mainstream conservative talking heads agree now that indeed Trump did lose in a fair manner. They refuse to agree that Trump was beaten through fraudulent means. I suppose it's an effort to keep their public, I do not know. While it is open to the public, it remains very deceptive in its aims and intentions. Historically, the Fabius Socialist Society's goals have been broadcast by various participants. George Bernard Shaw is a very recognized name, and he was one of the major protagonists of the movement. He made no pretense of Fabian Socialist Society's goals and intentions. He remarked, one time, when asked if he was a communist, I am a communist, but not a member of the Communist Party. Stalin is a first-rate Fabian. I'm one of the founders of Fabianism and, as such, very friendly to Russia. George Bernard Shaw won the Nobel Prize of Literature in 1925. Do keep in mind that this society was organized in 1884. It was introduced into America in 1894 during the excitement of the populist movement during the period between 1890 and 1915. As an American concern, it has been in existence for 136 years. One would need to recall that it was at this time that higher learning developed in Germany and floated across the pond. John Dewey's influence in education became a fixture. Herbert Crawley was elevated to a high position of respect, and the National Education Association was created. Dewey and Crawley were all very, very much dedicated socialists, hated religion, and friendly with the concept and ideas of communism. Theodore Roosevelt became enamored with the progressive movement, and it was during this time that government began to flex its muscles and grow exponentially in reach and power. 
Darwinian thought began to flood into the field of science. William Randolph Hearst gained the attention of the public through his media organization, and Upton Sinclair became the most prized writer of that time. He was known as a muckraker who used his opinions as a weapon. They say he was able to garner tremendous facts and accumulate noted data and then transform it almost instantly into fictional prose and write it in the paper, thereby influencing his readers. One thing that is definite in the socialist approach to government, they require big government. Big government brings with it big ideas. It also brings restrictions and regulations, high taxes and centralized control. Also, it limits the liberties of the general public through threats of fines, constant harassment, demonization of those who stand in opposition, and a defined management of the dissemination of truth. Also, they oppose religion. Enter William Randolph Hearst as the first practitioner of progressive management of what the public was allowed to hear. Media shapes the minds of the public through the constant repetition of falsehood and misrepresentation. This was well proven during this particular period of history in the United States. Fabian socialist overall aims are international and imperialist. Starting in England as a home base, they have extended their permeation, influence, and control to the entire British Empire and have reached over the pond to the United States of America and Canada. Fabian branches in numerous parts of the world have expanded their power to fantastic proportions. There have been socialist governments in Australia, New Zealand, as well as England itself. These are founded and led by members of the Fabian Society. Intervention by British and American Fabians in the affairs of the United States has decided major policies and have largely molded the course of government control over the economic life of the United States. Many do not realize this. Their influence and controls extend into the United Nations and into UNESCO. Presently, Fabianism is the loudest and most active of any political movement in the United States, though it is not pronounced. It invites and welcomes participation from any communist country, such as both Russia and China. Note that Hillary Clinton sought help from Russia to denigrate the campaign of Donald J. Trump in the election of 2016. Also, note that China is a good friend with Joe Biden. These things are imperative to understand. Noted member of the American Fabian Society are as follows. Matthew McGregor, the director of the London office of Blue State Digital, the organization that built Obama's social network, MyBo, M-Y-B-O, as well as working on campaigns in the United States, France, and Sweden. In Sweden, he organized John Cruda's deputy leadership campaign in 2006 and 7. He worked for Ken Livingston's 2008 mayoral bid. He also was employed by trade justice advocates War on Want and the TULO, T-U-L-O, Organization of Labor, supporting trade unions. Glenn Nye, a Democratic member of the U.S. House of Representatives for Virginia 2nd Congressional District. He won his seat in November of 2008 by defeating two-term Republican incumbent Thelma Drake. Marcus Roberts was an Obama volunteer organizer in Ohio. Previously, he lost the Gore 2000, Carnahan 2000, Kerry 2004, and Madrid 2006 elections. He's now a happy man. Todd Rogers is the executive director of Analyst Institute, which assists progressive organizations to use randomized controlled experiments and data-driven innovations in politics. He received his PhD from Harvard Business School and the Harvard Psychology Department. 
Faz Shakir is the research developer at the Center of American Progress and serves as editor-in-chief of thinkprogress.org. He holds a BA degree in government from Harvard University and a jurisprudence degree from the Georgetown Law Center. Robert Shapiro is the professor of political science and acting director of the Institute for Social and Economic Research and Policy at Columbia University. He is the author of Politicians Don't Pander, Political Manipulation and Loss of Democratic Responsiveness with Lawrence R. Jacobs. Barack Obama, former two-time president of the United States of America. Jim Wallace, former adjunct and advisor to Barack Obama. Bill Ayers, founder of Weather Underground and the author of Dreams of My Father, a biography of Barack Hussein Obama. John Maynard Keyes, noted English economist and Dick Durbin, majority whip of the United States Senate. Note also the Democratic Socialist of America, a Marxist organization which has definite affiliation within the Democratic Party and cross-membership with the Communist Party USA, Committees of Correspondence, the Socialist Party USA, and the Green Party USA, along with ACORN, Congressional Progressive Caucus, and the Institute of Policy Studies. For the most part, many Americans have little to no understanding of these organizations and the part that they play in shaping national and world affairs. Such deception is a typical characteristic of the Fabian Socialist Society's methods. Their influence in the International Monetary Fund is also so extensive that it would require a separate study. This information is not given to cause fear or consternation. It is given to alert those who listen to exactly what we're facing in our day. Thank you again for your participation. We hope that you continue to follow us on Vintage Broadcasting.